0: The blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our epistle reading from from this past Sunday, which was Transfiguration Sunday, that day when we think about Jesus, with Moses and Elijah taking on himself some of his glory as the true Son of God, so that Peter, James, and John were also able to see that sight of great encouragement for Jesus as he began that path toward Jerusalem and toward the cross. But our reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 to 4, verse 2, where Paul was inspired to write, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold, But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who, with unveiled faces, all reflect the Lord's glory, are transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Therefore... Since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose hope. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. My dear friends in Christ, In our reading for today, the Apostle Paul reminds us of the giving of the law to the Israelites at Mount Sinai and the picture of God that the Israelites got at Mount Sinai. That was an awesome, a fearful picture. Remember Mount Sinai, smoke covered the mountain. There was thunder and lightning. There was God descending on the mountain in fire, the whole mountain trembled. The Israelites so were so afraid under those circumstances that they didn't even want God to talk to them. They were seeing God according to the law, and that's why they were so afraid. They were seeing him as a just God who demands punishment for all sins, who demands that all sins be paid for in full. God as pictured by the law is a very scary picture. Because the people couldn't stand to be in God's presence as they pictured him according to the law, well what God did is God had Moses come to him on the mountain so that God could give to Moses the law to relay to the people. Well, while Moses once was in the Lord's presence on Mount Sinai, well, he also couldn't be fully in God's presence because the glory would have been too great for him, the sinful Moses, to handle. But some of the glory of God wore off, you could say, rubbed off on Moses so that when Moses came down from the mountain, his face glowed from being in the presence of the glory of God. Well, when he would, when Moses would speak to the people and would relay to them God's law, what he would do is, well, normally he had a veil covering his face. When he spoke the words of God to the people, he took the veil off of his face. And he did that to, well, let the people see that glory. He wanted them to know that, That glory reminded them this was God's law that was being spoken to them. And it reminded them, it reminded them of how the fear of the Lord needed to be in them, that they needed to see God as a God who hated sin and demanded that sins be paid for. They saw that fear, they got that fear in their hearts they were reminded visually when they saw the glory on Moses' face that he was speaking the word of God to them. But then after Moses spoke, what happened is he would put the veil back on his face so that the Israelites wouldn't see the glory of the Lord fading. And that was so that the people would continue to honor Moses as God's representative, even though God's rubbed off glory was fading away disappearing the fading glory on moses face reminds us of the fading glory of god's law now god's law a glorious teaching it is the word of god actually of course but the word the but the law of god doesn't give us eternal hope it can actually give us no hope at all. It shows us our sins, it it condemns us. It says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It says the wages of sin is death. The law's purpose always has been to show us that we need help. It prepares us then to hear the gospel's more glorious message. It gets us to see our lost and condemned Situation, so that we appreciate the wonderful gospel message. Tragically, many people in our world use the law for the wrong purpose. Paul says, but their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. Those whose, as he says, minds were made dull are those who try to earn their way or think they need to earn their way try to earn their way to heaven by keeping the law and and actually if you think about it there really are only two religions in our world if there is a belief in heaven that is of course one is that a person has to try to earn his way to heaven has to earn his way to heaven by his good works and the other religion is Christianity, that a person is saved not by what he does but only by what Christ has done. Every unbeliever actually falls into the category of trying to earn or think they need to try to earn their way to heaven if they are to get to heaven and that person he pictures God wrongly of course. He may see God as so demanding or overbearing that he despairs of any effort to get to heaven. Or maybe he may picture God as being kind of wishy-washy, thinking that even though God says we need to be perfect, yet he'll be satisfied with our often futile attempts to keep God's law. These pictures of God, of course, are wrong. They're wrong. Unbelievers will always have the wrong picture of God. And we believers will at times have a confused picture of God if our faith is weak and not growing. We all have this tendency to believe that our worship lives, our prayers, our Bible study and our entire lives if we're trying to be believing children of God that somehow or other they do end up helping us to earn heaven. But see, it's only through faithful, regular use of the gospel that God is transfigured for us so that we can see our gracious God as our only and certain way to eternal life. God is pictured by the law. That's a scary picture. Be so very thankful that you can also and especially picture God by the gospel, knowing his grace and love, knowing his forgiveness. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, when we look at ourselves and then look at you according to the law, we have to be scared to death. Thank you for also giving us the picture of you from the gospel, so we know your grace, mercy, and love, and your heaven. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.